You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Way, and I am excited to be bringing the third part in our series today. Uh, But if you are uh, supposed to be attending Growth Track right now, part three of Growth Track is happening right now up in the loft. So if we we won't look, if you sneak out because you suddenly realize you've forgotten Growth Track part three is on, head on up there. But if you missed it and you wanna attend Growth Track to discover who God's created you to be and how he's called you to make a difference in this world, then I just want to encourage you. uh, You can jump on board for August. Can you believe we're advertising something for August. For the first weekend of August, Growth Track will be happening, so I want to encourage you, sign up through the Connect card. We would love to have you. Well, a little bit of wisdom goes a long way. Today, I'm talking about the very beginning of wisdom, and in Proverbs 9 verse 10, it says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This verse tells us that if we want wisdom, we have to start with one thing, The fear of the Lord. It all starts there. We're gonna be looking at that today. So let me pray and then we will uh, take a look together. God, we thank you so much for your presence in this place. God, I thank you that you're here that you've brought every single one of us here for a purpose. I thank you that those watching online are here for a purpose, watching for a purpose. And right now we turn our hearts towards you, Lord. Would you speak to us, oh God, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can you, like me, remember and by name and face and have etched into the soul of who you are the scariest teacher at your school? Like, I can remember the scariest teacher at my school. The scariest teacher at my primary school was a teacher by the name of Mrs. Johnston. Now, Mrs. Johnston would wear the same thing every single day. She would don one of those 80s shell track suits. You know, the Teflon-y, slippery ones. She would have one of those, the bright colored ones. She'd wear purple ones and blue ones and teal ones. And every day was a different color. She would wear it matching top and bottom and she would have it zipped all the way up every single day. She would wear skin colored pantyhose and pointed high heel shoes with her shell track suit. Oh yeah, and she would have her hair pulled back into the tightest bun you have ever seen right on top of her head. Her eyebrows were completely gone, probably from the days of teenagerhood when you overplucked your eyebrows until the point where they disappeared altogether. And so she would draw on her eyebrows. Although now that I'm an adult, and I know people did, did this back then, maybe they were tattooed on, but she had these drawn on eyebrows and she had the craziest fake tan you have ever seen. Like this crack, and with all of that, she was the scariest teacher in our school. No doubt, hands down. In fact, we all called her the dragon lady. And every time she would come into the room, knots would begin to form in my stomach and a throat would come into my, a lump would come into my throat. I was absolutely petrified of her. She would throw chalk, she would throw dusters, she would throw pens at students who were breaking the rules of her classroom. You didn't wanna mess with Mrs. Johnston, the dragon lady. Well, many of you know that I trained as a teacher. 
And on one of my practicums, you know, where you have to go into a primary school and you have a number of different weeks where you are on practice. Well, I went on a five-week one at a local primary school and you will not believe who walked into the staff room on day number one. Mrs. Johnston. And you best believe that all those feelings that I had as a 10-year-old rose up inside of me, even though it was like 10 or 15 years later, I still felt the same when the dragon lady walked into the room. You know, I wonder, as I looked at the topic of fearing the Lord, I wonder if many of us have mistakenly placed God in the same category as the dragon lady, as Mrs. Johnston. Many of us have placed God in the category of, instead of we've mistaken this phrase, fear the Lord, and we have lived a relationship with Him where it actually looks more like being afraid of the Lord. Maybe we see him as someone to be afraid of, someone who is angry, someone who wants to punish people. Uh, We mistakenly believe that fearing the Lord is actually about being afraid of the Lord. Perhaps it's how you saw him growing up. Maybe it was due to the kind of church that you grew up in. Maybe the preacher in the church you grew up in was one of those like really angry preachers who didn't look like he wanted to be there at all and looked like he hated people. Like he was really mad on a Sunday. I don't know what he was like every other day of the week, but on a Sunday, he was mad. You know, one of those turn or burn type preachers. Uh, that have, and, and, and it's given you an incorrect view of who God is. And so instead of fearing him, the relationship you've built with him is one where in fact you are instead afraid of him. Can I let you know today that we serve a God who is not angry, but he is merciful. We do not serve a God who is mad at you, but he's got so much grace for you. We don't serve a God who is mean. He is kind to the very fullness of who he is. He is loving. He is faithful. He is good. And so I want to propose to you today that being having a fear of the Lord, living with the fear of the Lord, doesn't mean that we are afraid of him, but instead it means this. It means submitting my life to someone who is bigger better and wiser than me. Can I suggest that that's what fearing the Lord is actually about? It's about submitting my life to someone who is bigger, better, and wiser than me. And I wanna give you three declarations that I believe we need to carry in our lives, three things we need to know if we're gonna live a life that fears the Lord. Are you ready? Okay, the first one of this. Here's what we gotta know about God. He is awesome. We've gotta know that. If we're gonna live a life that fears the Lord, He is awesome awesome. Psalm 33 verse 8 says, let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of Him. He is awesome. Now, I don't mean the overused Kiwi term, everything is awesome, awesome. I mean, He is awesome. He is, I stand in awe of you, awesome. He is awesome. I mean that nothing is too big for you, Lord, awesome. I mean that you are always at work, even when we can't see it, kind of awesome. I stand in wonder, awesome. That's what I mean. I stand in wonder, wonder. Do you ever wonder how God has done it? Do you ever stand and look at all the things that God is and does and think, Lord, I wonder how you did it? There are so many times where my mind cannot fathom the kind of God that we serve. There are so many times where I look, even standing in our campuses, there are some times where I'm standing in a church, one of our churches, and I'm standing there and I'm thinking, Lord, 
How did you do this? You know, and I think back to the day when Pastor Luke faithfully planted our church in the Howick Intermediate School Hall. And now I look at what's going on now in our churches with eight campuses, including an online campus, reaching thousands and thousands of people all across the globe. And I can't help but stand in awe and go, God, I wonder how you did it, Lord. I think about our schools, our three incredible schools all across the Auckland district. And I can't help but stand there and think, Lord, I wonder how you did it. He is awesome. He is awesome. Isaiah 40 verse 28 says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The, ever, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He is awesome. We stand in awe of him. The second thing we've got to know about him if we're going to live a life that fears the Lord is that we've got to know that he is holy. He is holy. Now, here's something I have learned, and I learned this from Pastor Luke. This is something that he has taught us right from when I was young. This is something that he has always built our church on, the belief that our message will always stay the same. The message of God's love, God and his great love for us, the message of Jesus and how he came to die on the cross, the message of, of how we can build our life on the word of God. We will not move outside of the word of God. That doesn't ever change. Our message, it always remains the same, but our methods must continue to change. See, we believe that we are a church that must be relevant. We're a church that's reaching this generation. And so while our message will never change, our methods must always, our message is too important for our methods to stay the same. We are a contemporary church. We are reaching this generation. And so we will always be involving and shaping ourselves and changing. You might even sit here today and think, well, church today looks very different from the church I grew up in. I look at it here and think church today looks very different from the church I grew up in. You know, maybe the lighting's different. Maybe the instruments are different. Maybe what people wear is different. The style might be different. Can I let you know that we will always keep changing to stay relevant so that the message doesn't ever get missed by a generation that's rising? But listen to this. We might be a little bit more casual in how we do things, we might even be a bit more modern. We might even let people with ripped jeans up on the platform. We might be a little bit more casual, but here is something we will not become casual on. We will not become casual on our view of God. We will not become relaxed on how we see God. No, no, He is holy. He is holy. And so it doesn't matter how relaxed things get. It doesn't matter how relaxed my jeans become or how big the holes in my jeans become. No, no, no. When he walks in the room, he is holy. He is holy. And if we're gonna live a life that fears the Lord, then we have got to know that he is holy. What I love about Dan Owen, our worship leader, is that he is very deliberate in how he picks the songs that we sing on a Sunday because he is determined that he will pick no song that glorifies self, that he will pick no song that is about us, that sings about us. And there are so many out there. There are so many songs coming out that are worship songs but are really about 
us who are singing them. And he is very deliberate and he says to me all the time, I refuse to pick songs and allow our people to sing songs that will not glorify God because it's not about me. It's Christ be magnified. He is holy. It's not about me. He owes me nothing. He, I am not deserving. He is deserving. Psalm 99 verse five says, exalt the Lord our God, bow low before his feet for he is holy. And that's just not an Old Testament thing. It's in the New Testament thing too. Hebrews 12 verse 28 to 29 says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. Make no mistake, he is holy. I'm gonna ask the band to come and join me now. Don't worry, it's not too early. I know what's going on. Number three, number three. Here's the third thing we gotta know. If we're gonna live a life that fears the Lord, we've gotta know this, he is right. He is awesome, he is holy, and he is right. Have you ever had a friend or, or a family member or a spouse? Don't look. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Don't look. You ever had anybody in your world who always has to be right? They always have to have the last say, and they always, don't look! (laughs) Always have to be right. I remember when I was a teacher, I was teaching a a little girl, and and she was young. She was like five, kind of young. And I can remember, don't look. (laughs) I remember this little girl, she was about five and she was so cute because she would always, she always had to be right and she always had to have the last say. Even to the point where I can remember once I was disciplining her because she'd hit the student and I sat her down and I said, honey, you're not allowed to hit people. We don't hit people. And she, she looked at me and she said, I didn't. I said, well, you did because I saw you. I watched you. I witnessed you with my own eyes. And, and listen, we're not allowed to hit people. And she stared at me for a good 10 seconds. She held my stare. And then she said, I didn't. And she ran away as fast as she could so that I couldn't get another word in. She always had to have the last. She would do that all the time. She disagreed with me. She would always say her bit and then she'd run so that I couldn't say anything else. She had to have the last say and she always had to be right. Can I tell you that when it comes to God, not only does He always have the last say, but He is always right. He is always right. When you see it one way and God sees it another, God is right. When you feel something one way and God feels it another, God's right. When you have an opinion about something one way and God has an opinion another way, you know it, God's right. There's actually no other way I can say it, but He's just right. God is right. There's a trend going on right now for people to say things like, I like this part about God's Word, but I'm not really sure about this part. No, 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 no. God is right. We have people who might say, this part of God's Word is relevant for my life, but this bit, this is just a little bit old-fashioned, so I'm just gonna leave that out. No, no, God is right. I believe what the Bible says about this, but I'm not sure if I agree with what the Bible says about this. No, no, you're misunderstanding. He is right. God is right. You see, the devil has been trying to get us to question this part about his character from the beginning of time. Can you remember what he said to Adam and Eve in the garden? Did God really say? 
Did God really say? He's trying to get us to question it. But Psalm 19 verse seven to 11 says, the instruction of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey him. He is right. And listen, when I look at each of those things, when I listen to the words, when I think about how he is awesome, he is bigger, he is greater, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he is awesome. He, I stand in wonder, Lord, when I think about how he is holy. He is holy, he is righteous. When I think about how he is right, my heart wants to do nothing more but worship Him. And I wanted to stop in the message in this moment and invite each of you to stand to your feet in response actually to this message. I actually couldn't go any further when talking about the fact that He is awesome, He is holy, and He is right. Without a response, my physical body wants to do nothing more than to actually lift up the name of Jesus right now in this moment. Would you join me? Would you stand to your feet? Because I think if we are going to live a life that fears the Lord, then it must be a life where Christ is magnified. You know, many people will say, oh, there's so many things in the Bible that just don't add up. There's so many things that just don't make sense. Like how could, how, how, how could any of that happen? How could, a, how could a man survive in the belly of a whale for three days? It's just not possible. Well, no, it's not. It's not possible. Neither is it possible for a virgin to give birth or for a burning bush to start talking or for a seed apart or for a stick to turn into a snake. It's not possible. And neither is it possible for a man to walk on water. It's not possible for a guy to be raised from the dead. It's not possible. That doesn't prove that he is wrong. It simply proves that he is awesome. That he is awesome. So come on, we're gonna sing. We're gonna sing Christ be magnified. And we're gonna, in this place right now, we're gonna determine that we are going to lift up the name of Jesus above every other name. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Christ be magnified. Let His praise arise. Christ be
I tell you something? When you live a life, when you live a life that fears the Lord, and you live a life declaring that He is awesome, He is holy and He is right, there is actually only one response. I just wrote down three statements that I think we should live by. And I'm gonna go through them with you. So I'm just gonna ask you to take your seat, but stay, all right? Take your seat physically, but stay standing, okay? And the band are gonna continue to play. Here's what we need to know. He is awesome. He is awesome, therefore I will praise Him in every season. He is awesome, therefore I will praise Him in every season. He deserves all the honour. He is awesome, therefore He deserves my praise. He is awesome, therefore He deserves my worship. He is awesome, therefore He deserves all the glory. Not because my circumstances demand it. Not because my situation requires it, but because His awesomeness declares it. He is awesome, therefore I will praise Him in every season. And can I tell you that a life lived fearing the Lord actually has a posture. Do you know what the posture is? This is a posture of worship. This is a posture that says, even in my darkest valley, I will lift up your name. It's a posture that says, even when my foundations are shaking, I will praise you with my whole heart. Even when I can't see through it, I will declare His greatness in my life. Even when I don't understand, I will raise a hallelujah. Even when it doesn't make sense, I will not stop singing and declaring His praise. He is awesome. Therefore, I will praise Him through every season of my life. Number two, He is holy. He is holy, therefore I surrender my life to Him. He is holy. We surrender our lives to His will and His way. He is holy, therefore I live differently. I will be set apart. I will stand above reproach. Not because it's easy to go one way while the world goes another way. No, no. Not because I'm not tempted to fall into the trap of my sinful human nature. Not because I don't make mistakes, stumble or mess up along the way. But because His holiness calls me to live a different way. His holiness calls me to live a life, not surrendered to my own will, but to His. And there's a posture that comes from a life lived fearing the Lord. Do you know what that posture is? It's a posture of surrender. It's a posture that says, even when I make mistakes, I get back on my knees and surrender my life back to Him. Even when He wants what He wants doesn't match up with what I want in my life, it's a posture that says that I will live my life according to His ways and not my own. That even when I don't understand the decisions I am making, I don't follow the world, I follow the Word. That even when people doubt where I'm going, that I don't follow the world, I follow the Word. Even when my flesh is telling me to do go one way, I will go the Lord's way because I've positioned myself in a posture of surrender. He is holy, therefore I surrender my life to Him. Third and final thing, 
He is right. Therefore, I put my trust in Him. I put my trust in Him. He is right. Therefore, I trust Him in every area of my life. He is right. Therefore, I, put, I can put my world in His hands and I know I'm gonna be okay. He is right. Therefore, I can trust that His Word is an authority in my life, not because I understand everything that's going on, and not because I have all the answers, not because my circumstance feel right, but because He is right. And there's a posture that comes with a life lived fearing the Lord. And it looks like this. It looks like this. It's a posture of trust. It's a posture that says, even when I doubt, I can trust that He is still in control. Even when I don't get it, when it doesn't make sense, I can trust that He sees the beginning from the end. Even when the plan doesn't go to plan, I can trust that He has a better plan for my life. And even when I feel like giving up, I can trust. I can trust that He will finish what He started in me, a life lived. Fearing the Lord is a life lived on our knees in praise, surrender, and trusting Him. It's a life lived from your knees. Submitting your life to someone who is bigger, better, and wiser than you. Because in Psalm 19 verse 23, it says, fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. Fearing the Lord leads to life. Now there's one more response that we can make when we realise that He is awesome, He is holy and He is right. And that is to give our life over to Him. To give our life over to Him. I'm just gonna take a moment now with every head bowed and every eye closed. I wanna give you an opportunity. If you're in this room and you would say, up until this point, I have not been living my life for God. I am far from Him. Can I tell you that God loves you that He created you with a plan and a purpose in mind, but the truth is we all go our own way. We make mistakes, we, we mess up. The Bible calls it sin and it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of glory of God. And that sin, it separates us from a righteous God and stops us from living in reconciled relationship with Him. But God in His mercy and grace, He sent His Son Jesus to come and live a sinless life on earth and die a sinner's death so that you and I could be free and we could live a life reconciled with God here and in eternity. And I wanna pray a prayer in just a moment and I'm gonna invite every single one of you in the room and watching online. If you wanna pray that prayer with me, all you have to do is pray it in your heart. You don't have to pray it out loud. I'll pray it out loud. You pray it in your heart, but really make it your own. Are you ready? We say, dear Jesus, thank you that you went to the cross for me. Thank you that you paid the debt that I was due. I ask for your forgiveness today. Would you come into my life and make me brand new? I turn from my old way of life and I turn to you now. I choose today to become a Christian. In Jesus' name, with every head still bowed and every eye closed, I would love for you to do one more thing for me. I'm not gonna call you down to the front. I won't stand you up in front of everybody. I'm not gonna embarrass you. But I would really love to be able to see who it is that we prayed for today. 
All I'm gonna ask you to do, I'm gonna count to three. And then on the count of three, I would love it if you could just lift your hand nice and high so I can see it. Are you ready? Let's be bold and brave together. One, two, three. Hands lifted up, awesome, thank you. Anybody else, yeah, yeah, I see you. Anybody, you're saying, Bex, would you count me in on that prayer? Awesome, I see you over here. You're saying, Bex, count me in on that prayer. I prayed it for the first time. Or maybe coming back to God, awesome, yes, thank you, I see you. You're saying, I need to get my life right with God today. Would you count me in on that prayer? Amazing, thank you. God, I thank you so much that you are awesome. You are holy and you are right. And right now I thank you for every person who has lifted their hand or prayed that prayer. We thank you for the purposes and the plans that you've got for their life. We're so proud of them. We thank you that today there is a celebration as all of heaven celebrates that decision. Come on, church. Would you give God some praise? Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.